You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Wednesday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. Today is our year in review episode, breaking down the wide receiver position on this beautiful Wednesday. But first, we're going to get started by taking a look at the Saints' chances to retain Jameis Winston because they got another boost yesterday. We'll discuss how the situation in Pittsburgh and how Big Ben's expected return helps the Saints keep Winston in New Orleans. Then in our year in review segment, we're taking a look at the wide receivers. And despite some talented players at the position and some nice offseason moves last year, that position could still use a jolt. So we'll take a look at where the group came up short, why they came up short, and then look ahead in the 2021 season to how these concerns can be addressed. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, editor over at KanashiChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all start off with some big news over in Pittsburgh. I know it's a little weird, right? But we're talking about it because it does directly affect the Saints and their offseason goals so far in terms of retaining Jameis Winston, especially if Drew Brees does indeed retire as we expect. That, of course, becomes priority number one for New Orleans to hold on to the guy they believe is going to be their quarterback in 2021 or at least get a shot at being their quarterback in 2021. So let's talk about what's going on over in Pittsburgh. Steelers president Art Rooney II met with Ben Roethlisberger on Tuesday. And according to Rooney, they had a productive meeting and they discussed a lot about what's going to happen going into next year. They expressed their interest in having Big Ben come back and help them win a championship. And Big Ben seems to have expressed some mutual interest in wanting to be back in Pittsburgh as well. And this sort of confirms the report that had come out earlier in the day from Aditi Kinkabwala, who mentioned that she had met with Ryan Tolner, who is Big Ben's agent, right? And the agent basically said the same thing, that there is some expectation that he has, you know, a lot of plenty of gas left in the tank, as he said, and that they are interested and certainly happy to be creative and adjust his contract to help build the best team around him possible in Pittsburgh. So with that being the case, and the reason why that's important is because had Pittsburgh lost Ben Roethlisberger, that probably would have been a pretty good opportunity for Jameis Winston to go to a place that has a ton of talent over on the offensive side, an extremely good defense, a great coaching staff, and a good front office. And they would have had to you know, do some maneuvering to get under the salary cap as well. But with Ben Roethlisberger retiring in that scenario, having had um, Marcus Pouncey already retire, right? So they already have some of that cap relief that would have come with the situation that would have created the need for quarterback in the first place then the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers would have actually been a pretty good piece of competition for the New Orleans Saints who were trying to retain Jameis Winston, assuming, of course, that Drew Brees retires this offseason. So this is a big deal for New Orleans that these things just keep continuing so far to shake out correctly. Uh, Indianapolis, they trade for Carson Wentz. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look like he's leaving. Pittsburgh, these are all good things. At this point, The remaining competition out in the market there is probably New England and maybe Chicago, and that's kind of it. I also looked at Detroit as a potential piece of competition for uh, Jameis Winston as well, because Dan Campbell is the only head coach 
in the league that has seen Jameis Winston really throw a football consistently, right? We've all seen it the couple of times that he's gone out and taken the field in relief of Drew Brees or when they worked him in during the playoffs, all of that. But outside of that, Dan Campbell was the only other head coach around the NFL that actually saw Jameis Winston throw a pass. And at the time, we knew that they were going to be moving on from Matt Safford, but because they got Jared Goff in return, that sealed that up as well. So right now, Things are really, along with all the salary cap news that continues to come out as the salary cap floor has been raised from 175 to 180 and is expected to not just be 180, but that's now the new minimum that it can be. The way that the offseason is shaking out so far has been perfect for the Saints to be able to retain Jameis Winston should they decide that that's the route that they need to go. And it certainly seems that that is the route that they want to go if Drew Brees does retire. We got kind of a salty tweet from uh, Sports Update, my Sports Update, mentioning that it's only been that it's already been 37 days since Drew Brees was knocked out of the playoffs and the Saints were knocked out of the playoffs and he hasn't made an announcement on his retirement yet. Leave that man alone. He could take all the time he wants. The fact of the matter is that the Saints can already be talking about contracts with players quietly within the facility, right? It's not like the Saints are just sitting there and sitting on their hands and twiddling their thumbs, if you will waiting for Drew Brees to make a decision, and then they'll start negotiations to retain guys. They're probably already in the midst of those conversations, but they're just not going to let anything get public until Drew Brees makes his announcement. So the only thing that's being delayed in this process is what we know. That's it. In terms of what they're doing, they're able to continue on doing what they're doing with their in-house free agency, evaluating the roster, trying to convince guys to stick around, all these other things, and also trying to figure out what these contracts look like if Drew Brees is there, if Drew Brees is not. The good news for the Saints is that they already knocked down his cap hit to only $1.075 million. So really, whether he retires or not, at this point, they have the same amount of money. I can't imagine Drew Brees playing on a veteran minimum, but hey, we've seen him do things before. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm still very much convinced that he retires this offseason. And so far, if that is going to be the case, the way that the offseason has shaken out across the NFL has been to the benefit of the New Orleans Saints in that case, who will be looking to replace their Hall of Fame quarterback. So I shall coming up next, we're going to be talking about who those quarterback, whoever that might be, is going to end up throwing to next season at the wide receiver position, breaking down a bit of a disappointing 2020 for the wide receiver position. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We'll, we'll talk about it more. I'll tell you exactly why it was disappointing, but then we'll talk about how it can get better next year. And a large part of it has to do with Michael Thomas's injury. Yes, but there are some other things to be adjusted over in this wide receiver room as well. So we'll talk about that next here on Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget to check out our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whether it's the NBA, college basketball, NHL, or with MLB right around the corner. Or if you want to get a little bit more into things that are outside of sports, there's also awards, TV shows, and reality TV as well. So real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine across betonline.ag. They've got you covered on all the news scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Once again, betonline.ag.com. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. It's all one word, all caps, Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. All right, Houdat Nation, uh, going to start off on a little bit of a sad note here. Everybody heard about uh, everything going on with Tiger Woods. Of course, Tiger Woods is on his way to meet with Drew Brees and Justin Herbert when he was involved and hospitalized in a car crash early Tuesday morning. 
If you want to hear more about that situation, go and check out the Locked On Today podcast where uh, host Peter Bukowski gives you the latest details. You get more of the sports news that you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Obviously, a very sad situation and just wild to think that he was on his way to meet with Drew Brees when all of this went down and just such a crazy, crazy situation. And obviously, uh, you know, Tiger has always been such so influential in the sporting world, influential for me. So we hope for his health and as speedy a recovery as possible with uh, with everything that went on. So let's get a little bit more back to the the Saints news here. Uh, But if you want to hear more about that again, Peter Bukowski, as you covered over at Locked On today. But I uh, want to get to the year-end review, talking about the wide receiver position for the New Orleans Saints. It's always so hard to transition out of something like that, but I wasn't going to go without saying something. You know what I mean? I mean, like, damn, man. But anyway, uh, let's try. So let's talk about the wide receiver position for the New Orleans Saints in our year-end review. We'll start off looking back at 2020, and then in the next segment, we'll kind of look ahead to 2021 and kind of get an idea about what we talked about here and how it can be fixed. Because... There are still some things that need to be fixed. Remember, one of the biggest concerns coming out of the 2019 season was like, yeah, great. Michael Thomas broke a record and he was dominant when he was out on the field. But what happens behind Michael Thomas at the wide receiver position, right? Last year in 2019, you had another receiver, a number two receiver who only had 427 receiving yards. And he was your your next guy in terms of the wide receiver position. He had almost a thousand yards less than Michael Thomas had receiving in that year. And so when you look at it, it's it's kind of nuts to think that, okay, so the Saints went through the offseason. They landed a great undrafted free agent in uh, Deontay Harris the year before, and then another great one in Marquez Callaway this past offseason. And then you added Emmanuel Sanders in free agency. Traquan Smith looked poised and ready, like he was going to jump back in. And, and, and they certainly did, right? They were factors, but not at the level that we expected. And of course, we have to consider the fact that Michael Thomas was hurt throughout the rest of the season, but that still raises the concern again for the third year in a row, who is the wide receiver threat behind Michael Thomas? Now, Emmanuel Sanders had a decent year. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Emmanuel Sanders didn't contribute. 726 receiving yards, five touchdowns, 61 catches, a 74.4% catch rate. He was great for the Saints, but Basically, because of the fact that he also missed a pair of games, and of course, COVID was a big factor throughout this season as well, particularly with the Emmanuel Sanders situation. And then the fact that you know you didn't have Michael Thomas, who was also giving like if you had a thousand, you know, a twelve hundred yard wide receiver, and then a seven hundred and twenty six yard wide receiver, that's great. But a seven hundred twenty six yard wide receiver being your leading wide receiver, right? Not your leading pass catcher. Your leading pass catcher is Alvin Kamara with seven hundred and fifty six yards, but your leading wide receiver. That's not the greatest situation to be in. And and there are a couple of reasons why that happened, which we'll get to in a moment. But you look at the top two receivers, wide receivers and uh, for the Saints, you've got Emmanuel Sanders at 726 yards. And then second, you've got Traquan Smith at 448 yards. Right behind him is Michael Thomas, who only played in five games and had 438 yards. He was only 10 yards short of Traquan Smith, although Traquan Smith had four touchdowns in the regular season. Emmanuel Sanders had five. And unfortunately, Michael Thomas wasn't able to get one in in the seven games that he played. I think I said five. He started five games technically, but he played in seven. So you look at that, that he played half the season of Traquan Smith and still came up with only 10 yards short of uh, Tra- of Traquan Smith. Michael Thomas is going to be a factor no matter what is happening with him, right? As long as he's on the field, he's going to be a factor. And I think you have that to look forward to next season. But it still raises the question, if Michael Thomas was in for the entire year, 
would Emmanuel Sanders really have had that 726 yard receiving season? That's the tough, that's the part that's tough to try to balance and try to project. So looking back at the 2020 production, it still raises the question a bit about who's going to be that big time number two receiver. And I do think it can be Emmanuel Sanders. It's just, can he be while Michael Thomas is on the field? That's something that we still have to learn that we still have to figure out because we didn't get to see Michael Thomas on the field in 2020. But I think that with the production alone that you saw from Emmanuel Sanders, as he got a little bit more in communication with Drew Brees, as he was already seemed to be a pretty comfortable target for Taysom Hill when specific routes were schemed up for him, you have to wonder that if it's Taysom Hill under center or if it's Seamus Winston under center, how much sort of chemistry and comfort they're going to have with Emmanuel Sanders. Now, something that gets built during training camp and all that, but just a question to ask. Now, let's take a look at the entire wide receiver room because the Saints had 11 different receivers that ran routes for them. And their top five wide receivers, right? The five wide receivers that have the potential to start at any of the three starting wide receiver positions, which include, of course, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith. And then I would throw Deontay Harris and Marquez Callaway in that category as well. All of them missed some time, whether it be for injury or COVID-related purposes. The, and, and sort of the result of that is that the Saints had 11 receivers run routes for them from those top five, two guys like Jake Kumaro, Austin Carr, Juwan Johnson, Timely Lewis, Benny Fowler, and Lil Jordan Humphrey, right? So those are your 11 different receivers that ran routes for the New Orleans Saints. And because of that, because all of these receivers having to be involved because of different injury-related reasons or COVID-related reasons, the Saints were one of five teams in the NFL, just five in the NFL, to not have at least two 500-yard wide receivers. And of course, we're talking specifically wide receivers, not pass catchers as a whole. So that's pretty big for the Saints that they really couldn't get anything going consistently in the passing game. And, and there are a lot of reasons, or the receiving game, and there's a lot of reasons why for that, right? Michael Thomas being out all of a sudden allowed the defense to not have to put so much focus on him and, and carry a defense over to his side, which opened up opportunities for other receivers. Didn't get to see that too much because Michael Thomas only appeared in seven games, started only five. Then you can also look at the fact that the wide receivers as a whole were shuffling all around. Like we mentioned, five of their top receivers, all five of their top receivers ended up missing time throughout this season. And then you look at the quarterback situation, right? Uh, Taysom Hill having to come in for four games, Drew Brees not being 100% through most of the season, all of that factored in with what the wide receivers are able to output. So even though you didn't really get a clear boost from the receiver position, it's not all down to the receiver room. There are obviously some extremely talented wide receivers on this roster that just didn't get an opportunity to play all the way up the way that they could have in 2019, or excuse me, 2020. Only two wide receivers catching more than one touchdown on the season. As we mentioned earlier, that was Traquan Smith with four, Emmanuel Sanders with five, and then you had a few, a handful of wide receivers that caught one touchdown outside of that. So a lot of talent at the position, but now you're looking for them to be a little bit more effective going into 2021. How does the wide receiver position get better? And how do the quarterbacks factor into that scenario? We'll talk about that here next on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as we're talking about this team building up and building their wide receiver group up again to become an absolute threat in the NFL, just like we're accustomed to I'm going to tell you about our good friends at Built Bar, right? Because they built building, build, built bar. You get it. Built Bar, best tasting protein bar on the market ever made. Go and check them out. They've got new and improved flavors as well. They've got their 18 total flavors, six brand new ones. We talk about them all the time. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, see a lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, underrated, vastly underrated, and 
Apple Almond Crisp. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Go and check them out, BuiltBar.com. They're great for the health-conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight while still being able to indulge in a delicious treat. Get 16, 17, 18, 19 grams of protein, but then keeping it all down to four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs in some of these bars. So go and check them out once again, BuiltBar.com, and they've reset their promo code for their relaunch. Their promo code Locked On is going to get you 20% off of your next order, whether it's your first one or your next one. Make sure you use that promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get it. Who that Nation Wednesdays over at Locked on NFL. Take the deep dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises with Tony Wiggins and James Rappian as they're joined every week by a Locked on Draft expert to talk about prospects in the upcoming draft. Get everything that you need on Wednesdays over at Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcast. And in the meanwhile, by the way, Zion Williamson is an all-star. So go and check out our good friend Jake Madison over at Locked on Pelicans as well as the Pellies have been looking pretty good here recently. Zion looking incredible, averaging over 25 points a game, over 60% from the field. Ooh, he looking good, looking like a number one overall pick. I love it. I'm a big fan, man. I'm a big fan. So I'm very excited about what's going on with the Pelicans. So go and check out Jake Madison, Locked on Pels, so you can keep up to date with everything going on over there as well. And of course, I appreciate you being here with me for today's episode of Locked on Saints. We talked a bit about the uh, the, the the wide receiver position last segment last year how, what did it what did it all look like how what year in review all that good stuff now let's take all of that and, and and turn it into action right like what happens next what what improves the situation well first of all michael thomas's health improves right he's going to get the the ankle surgery that he didn't get over the season because he wanted to be out there with Drew Brees trying to win him this super bowl of course unfortunately it came up short there but he was at least able to be out on the field and and, and help uh he would you know scored a touchdown up against the uh, Chicago Bears in the playoffs, all of that. So so he was able to do that. And so he played through that, shut himself down toward the end of the season for the final three games of the year and said, let me just come back for the playoffs, try to get right over these three weeks. It was a smart decision by him. He'll have that offseason surgery, be back next season, depending on who you ask. I mean, I mean, I guess if you ask any of the national guys, they'll tell you that, you know, Michael Thomas is potentially getting traded, but we know that we're not subscribing to any of that nonsense. So you look at Michael Thomas coming back healthy next season, obviously that's a big benefit. And his game can change quite a bit. Nick Underhill broke this down over at uh, New Orleans.Football with a new quarterback under center, right? Things can change for him if Drew Brees doesn't come back next season. Maybe he can get a little bit more vertical. He can get a little bit further down the field, all these other things. And that leads me to sort of my first point about the wide receiver outlook in 2021. How much of the wide receiver position simply changes? I don't want to say improves, but just changes and looks different based on a different quarterback being under center. I'm not going to be one of the people that's going to stand here and tell you that Drew Brees limited the New Orleans Saints. I can't I can't really do that based on the fact that the Saints went to the playoffs four years in a row with a Drew Brees that had limited arm strength. And they found ways to win and they built an offensive system around him to where it still worked. They should still be able to remain effective. It's just that it's going to look different. It might look more appealing, but it's simply going to look different, not necessarily better, just different. So I do think that having a new quarterback under center for the New Orleans Saints, assuming Drew Brees does retire, and that it's, let's say, Jameis Winston, you do open up the field quite a bit. There's no denying that, right? The the all-go special carries beyond 15 yards down the line of scrimmage 
right? Until that that vertical stem stops and people start improving. You can go 20, 30, 40 yards down the field with Jameis Winston's arm. You can go 20, 30 yards down the field with Taysom Hill's arm, right? So I think that in either case, you will see this offense open up quite a bit deeper down the field, open up vertically while still doing everything that it does underneath, right? Sean Payton's not going to all of a sudden go away from the West Coast offense, right? He's always been an Air Coriel slash West Coast guy, and that's what he's going to continue to do. You do one to set up the other, so you'll still see him operate, manipulate, route, scheme everything, scheme receivers open, do all of the stuff that he usually does underneath. But now there might be a little bit more of a threat further down the field, deeper down the field with a new quarterback under center. So I think that vastly improves, or excuse me, that vastly changes the wide receiver position for the New Orleans Saints. But outside of that, you also want to see if maybe they're going to add some additional firepower there. Maybe they add another deep threat because your only real legitimate speed guy on the Saints offense, unless I'm completely blanking on somebody's skill set for some reason, is Deontay Harris. I think you can include Emmanuel Sanders in there, but Emmanuel Sanders is also on the opposite side of 30, you know, getting closer to 35 than he is to 30. So, you know, how much is he really going to be able to be effective consistently deep down the field? He certainly was to, you know, a year ago in San Francisco. He certainly was during his time in Denver. If he maintains that for New Orleans in his second season, assuming that he plays the second season in New Orleans, then that is is a great benefit for New Orleans. But do they go elsewhere and look for another guy like that Hollywood Higgins, like a Marquise Goodwin who's going to be on the market, like a, a Kendrick Bourne who's going to be on the market? Can can some of these other guys that are hitting free agency maybe be options for the New Orleans Saints just to help open up that offense a bit more? And of course, Michael Thomas can open up his game. Traquan Smith was a deep threat in college. That was his big sort of claim to fame. That was his big thing, over 19 yards per catch while in college. So I think you can see all of those things get built up and all those things elevated. And then the yardage question opens up a little bit more in terms of who's going to be the guy behind Michael Thomas. The touchdowns begin to creep up a bit for that wide receiver position. The touchdowns begin to creep up a bit for Michael Thomas too. I think that if you open up the offense a little bit more, you see Michael Thomas get into the double digit touchdown conversation finally, as opposed to, you know, always kind of being almost there, right? Almost there. And then it leaves a little bit more for some of these players to be more effective in other areas of the field, right? You have your specialists that will develop from this. Who's your deep specialist? Who's your possession guy, which would be Michael Thomas? Who's your, not that possession guy is a bad thing. And then who's your red zone threat, right? There will be more of these roles to fill across the offense. And I think that that's going to be helpful at the wide receiver position to sort of diversify this group a bit. It can elevate some of the, some of the, the I don't want to say lower roster guys, but you know what I mean. Deontay Harris, uh, Marquez Calloway, they're great players, but they're not Michael Thomas, right? So in, in terms of stature. And so when you look at all the different roles that could expand and how this could help uplift the Saints offense, then I think that that's where you see a big benefit for them in the 2021 outlook. And then you add some other pieces to it, whether it be, I would even look at a guy like, he, he doesn't really fit the mold in terms of what New Orleans usually does. You can look at a guy like Cade Johnson out of South Dakota State University, who is just an absolute perennial deep threat. He doesn't really match the dominator, doesn't really match the target share or the size for the New Orleans Saints that they usually draft. But does a change at quarterback also change the prototype at wide receiver? If not, Josh Amaterbebe, who we talked about just a couple of days ago, matches the dominator, matches the target share that the Saints usually go after, matches the, the, the height, matches the weight, like brings all of those things in that could potentially be that guy deeper down the field. So we'll take a look at wide receiver more here throughout the offseason because I do think that it's a position that they are going to try to address because I think that they would like to continue to bolster 
that room as much as possible. And it's unfortunately, the, the the absolute truth too is that when you have an ankle injury for your number one wide receiver, you have an aging number two, it makes sense that maybe you would want to have somebody else in there, bring in another talented person to just kind of take some of the weight off of the younger guys if one of those guys goes down, right? To help share that weight. But I'm excited to see what Marquez, Marquez Callaway does moving forward. I'm excited to see Deontay Harris's role continue to expand. We saw his role expand. If Ty Montgomery's back, that becomes an option for them. So it'd be really interesting to see exactly what the Saints do in 2021. But I do think that they're in good position here to make some strides forward with that and for that wide receiver group. They have a lot of talented receivers there, a lot of talented receivers, Straquan Smith included. He actually got ended up getting a performance bump going into this season because of how well he performed last year. So they have all the pieces. Now it's just about figuring out what more they can do. How can they diversify the skill sets? And certainly a different quarterback might might help with that. And then if Drew Brees is back, just figuring out how to be able to keep these guys healthy and allow them to be able to more effectively fill the roles that they fill. I think regardless of who the quarterback is, this position group performs better in 2021, but it was a bit of a low standard set in 2020 thanks to injuries and other issues that caused a lot of people to miss a lot of a lot of work. And that's going to happen. So I think there's nothing, nowhere to go but up for the Saints wide receiver group. And I think we see that going into the 2021 season. All right, y'all, tomorrow we're going to get into our top three Thursdays. We'll take a look at the top three run plays for the New Orleans Saints, as well as keep you up to date with everything going on with your New Orleans Saints, including, of course, everybody still waiting on retirement watch, announcement watch for Drew Brees. We'll see what happens. If there's anything to update on tomorrow, you'll know where to get it or any day, you'll know where to get it right here at Locked on Saints. I appreciate y'all as always for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.